No, not at all. In fact, when we have recruits come rolling in, we try and throw a graphic up there with their face or their school, and and they get really excited about that. Who wouldn't want to see their you know face on a 40 foot by 90 foot scoreboard? Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're joined by Joe Jenham, Dean and Director of Athletics at Mount San Antonio College. He shares details of their college athletics department, the sports they play, info on an emerging sport, and their history of winning the Dactronics Cup. And we're here today with Joe. Joe, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. I have Matt Anderson across the table from me. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing good, Justin. Thanks. All right. And we're here today to talk a little bit about the Natica Cup or the Dactronics Cup. Um, but first, Joe, we'd like to hear a little bit of your background and kind of how you got into the position you're at today. Well, I am actually a second generation director of athletics. My father was a two-year college uh, coach and athletics director. I come from a family of community college graduates and also community college co- coaches. And so uh, I, I managed to find my way into the profession through my own experiences with community college, uh, competing in community college, and, uh, and also finding my way here to Mount San Antonio College, either through coaching or teaching or both. Nice. And growing up then, I imagine around all of that, was it kind of crazy? I know like directors of athletics go to a lot of different sports and events. Were you kind of as a kid, you know, bouncing around between sports and stuff? Uh, yeah, tag along would be a proper term. <laughs> you know, you'd find your way, you know, and the heels or coattails of, you know, your family or you'd be uh, involved in either uh, helping out at an event. Mm. So very experienced with the history and what it takes to run or coach in the community college level. Uh, so let's say I was just raised in it and, and experienced in it throughout my life. I got you. And, and being raised and around it, what, what about it kind of made you interested in it? I know it's kind of in the family, like you're saying, but what is it about, you know, athletic administration that you like the most? The student athletes and the coaches and the staff, you really connect with them and your common goal of providing opportunities for those students. Again, having a family of community college graduates who found opportunities in two-year college and and found their way to universities and and scholarship and degrees, you feel the benefits of that opportunity and you want to continue that for others. And I think that's what I really, uh, really resonated with me when it came to this opportunity and wanting to step in and, and do the job. Yeah, and, and you're doing this at uh, Mount San Antonio College right now. Can you tell us uh, like how long you, were, how you have been there with the college? This is going to be my 28th year at Mount SAC. We call it Mount San Antonio College, but also Mount SAC, so I might use okay. them synonymously. Um, but uh, 28th year at Mount SAC, I have been uh, part of the institution for a very long time. Uh, I had the chance to take on a position here and have found my way through a number of different opportunities and uh, love it. Absolutely love it. I love the institution. I love the support. And uh, we're doing some great things here. Awesome. Could you maybe give us give our listeners a little bit of a, it's like an elevator, uh, elevator pitch, but um, mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about the school itself? Well, 
the name is Mount San Antonio College, but we're not located in Texas. <laughs> I learned that getting in, ready for this. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're located in Southern California, uh, kind of the east end L.A., west end San Bernardino, north of Orange County. We're kind of mixed in between those three big counties. And so um, if you know Southern California and you know the area, we're right next to Cal Poly Pomona, another four-year institution and um, we are a very large two-year college institution. We, we are considered a single district because we're the only school in the district, and there are a few in California that are like that, and there's also multi-college districts in California, but we're one of the largest in California as a single college district and um, been, uh, been around for quite a long time. Yeah, and you, you recently had some success with the athletics division there and, and winning the Dactronics Cup. Can you tell us um, maybe two parts to this, like how many sports you guys compete in there and then, you know, what division you were in to win the Dactronics Cup? We currently have 24 sports that we offer at Mount Sac. We have uh, approximately 826 student-athletes, and we're part of the State Association, which is a grouping of both California's 116 community colleges and then the Northwest Conference uh, that includes Oregon, Washington, Idaho. And there are approximately, I think, 35 to 40 programs up in that, that region. So that's what makes up the State Association, and that's what we recently won. Awesome. And then maybe, well, I know we're kind of having, I'd say it's kind of this theme, Justin, right? We've been learning more and more about, I would say, our own Dactronics Cup here and kind of how mm-hmm. the processes go behind the screen. Um, could you maybe, in case our listeners hadn't heard any of those other ones, how does this, how does the Dactronics Cup actually break down as far as scoring goes? Well, as you mentioned, you had uh, scholarship and non-scholarship institutions already on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're one of the three that make up the Dactronics cup format Mm -hmm. so each of us uh in our respective associations earn points towards the dactronics cup which includes men's and women's sports and it's five top men's programs and five top women's programs that in postseason accumulate a certain number of points ranging from 20 all the way down to one and then by sport the top five of both of those genders are accumulated and the Total point winner is the association or that representative area's uh, champion. Okay, so if if like your basketball team is doing really well and and they're they make it all the way to the championship, they get more points than if they make it to the first round and and get knocked out there. Is that is that right? It's like how you finish in the championships within each sport. Correct. Yes, a state championship region qualifier would earn more points than a post conference participant. Okay, so it's not just, oh, we're ranked number one, so we get so many points. You could be ranked number one, but not win the championship, so you don't get as many points. They're kind of kind of pointing that out there. So it's kind of how you actually perform through the championships. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And then even, I mean, you, I'm imagining you submit all this at the end of the year, right? Because I know there's a lot of spring sports that come down, but you said you pick five and you have, I believe you said 24 different sports um, at the college there too. So is it kind of, you, I mean, you have some general ideas of what you're going to go with throughout the year and then you submit it afterwards kind of? Uh, no. So the association in California and NWAC uh, for our grouping actually scores at the at the end of the year. So we have representatives either in the sports information office or in the respective association uh, executive office that accumulates those points based off of those schools that perform the highest. So we don't oh. get to pick or choose what school, what sport 
um, gets those points, the highest point getter gets that that uh, calculation. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So they just take the top five. And, take the okay. top. You get the points, and the top five <laughs> scores are the only ones that count. They don't add the points below the top. That five. takes a little pressure yeah. off. Then at least to be like, oh shoot, I should have went with track versus tennis yeah. in this one by like a half a point yeah. or something like it's that. It's not or... like a strategy game where you yeah. pick what you <laughs> think will be your top five, oh, and that's that'd what be you different. get. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you you yeah want... no you're go ahead you're absolutely correct and and the thing that you know it comes down to is we may have a respective gender performing really well. Say, for example, we have six or seven top programs that are extremely successful on the, on the women's side, but on the men's side, we maybe only have three or four. We can only take those three or four. We can't cross over the genders, even though we accumulate more points. It is really only the top five for those respective genders that you can count. Oh, okay. No, that makes sense. You've uh, so you won it this last year. Um, have you ever won this cup before? We have. Okay. We have won it a total of twelve times. Wow! How, uh, in the span of how many years? Or is this? I'm just <laughs> trying to wonder. Are you? Is it the dynasty talk here, or are we? What are we looking at? Well, as far as California is concerned, we've won it ten consecutive years. Okay. Um, and it's been around since 2003. So 12 times out of uh, you know 20 years, plus we finished second quite a few times. Uh, we've had a very successful run when it comes to the Dectronics and Attica Cup. Okay, so you've been very fortunate in that aspect. Um, is this something maybe you pay attention throughout the year, or is it more like, oh, it's getting towards the end of the year, maybe I should take a look back and see what we potentially have for top scoring here? You know, when it usually starts to become part of our thought process is near the very end. Um, we're so focused on our teams and having them compete and be successful in their respective sports. Uh, it doesn't really become part of the conversation until we're starting to wrap up the, the entire athletic season. And then a few folks around the office uh, start to begin to communicate about, you know, hey, I think we're in a strong position. And, um, you know, we start to prepare for the possibility. Okay, I got you. It's, like you said, it's probably in the back of your mind, especially since you've won it so many times, yeah. too. I got to imagine you're always thinking of, Last year, how was I doing at this time, right? Uh, yeah, you start to think about, wow, we had this many state champions last year. We performed this well in the state championship tournament. You can start to compare prior years and, and gauge where you think you're going to land, but you're also not able to track all your other institutions that you're, you're compared to oh, in sure. the state and also in NWAC. So it's, it's a difficult endeavor unless you're really keeping an eye on all the, all the institutions and their points. Makes sense. Right. And, and you won it last year, so how did that sports season go, or was there anything that kind of stood out from, from your school for team championships last year? Um, I, I think when you talk about our championship history, we're very, very fortunate to have a broad range of successful programs. Um, last year, we had uh, both our men's and women's cross-country and track teams win state championships. So that's four titles right there in just those four programs that, uh, that again, year in and year out, are very high in competing for a possible championship. We're very successful in those, those areas. But our women's sports, our women's basketball team made it to the state tournament, our softball team made it to the state tournament. Our wrestling team, uh, again, was competing for a, a team title in the championships. So uh, we have certainly a broad range of very successful programs that uh, compete year in and year out against our uh, our fellow institutions. Yeah, I've heard, I think, when we were talking um, with the, the other colleges, too, as they mentioned, too, the track and field always seems to be the – 
let's say the the heavy carrier for points in these competitions because like you said if you're really good at it you have men's and women's and then you have indoor and you have outdoor so you have I think you said you got them so you got four championships right there that you can really stack on the points and that's that's at the end of the year too so that's got to be kind of something I mean you you finish strong with and you know that's enough to help push you over the top yeah you're absolutely right and in fact you can look at some of the sports programs with potentially dual athletes uh, aquatics comes to mind you know a strong water polo program may have strong swimmers and um, you know those kinds of correlations do occur and especially in track and cross country you know have strong distance program very successful you get them into the spring and the track season and those are your really really strong distance runners in the uh, the track meets so yeah it's it's pretty synonymous when you talk about those dual sport athletes and how they can contribute to a team championship Right. And uh, year over year, do you kind of have certain expectations from similar sports or, or think, okay, this one has a returning um, returning participants that were really strong. Do we, we expect these to, to compete for championships or is it really kind of across the board? You've got plenty of uh, very competitive um, sports and athletes that you, you never exactly know which sport's going to stand out to the top five. You know, that's a very good question. And I would say that our coaches do such a fantastic job of, of working and recruiting you know, strong student athletes into our programs that in any given year, we have teams that are going to compete for a possible postseason opportunity. But where they focus on in the season is conference, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, trying to develop, you know, strong enough teams to take a conference title. And then what happens in post-conference, again, is, you know, based off of how strong they are with potential returners that you're describing or, you know, a new crop of young student athletes who are are talented and and ready to go. And, and, you know, a lot of it does come into play with, you know, how how much your your athletes are uh, performing at a high level going into conference. Are there issues with injury? Um, You know, there's there's some things with, you know, how – how they are performing leading up to the post-conference that does lend itself to being successful as well. And this kind of comes with, I feel like, being an athletic director. I still don't understand it, but when you have all these sports going on, being able to to keep up and know how everyone's doing always boggles my mind. But um, you have the 24 different ones, but then maybe touch on a little bit about, I've heard the term, you know, like as far as what qualifies for a sport to be used in the Dactronics Cup, but there's this term of emerging sports that don't quite fit that, but everyone seems to have these different sports that are up and coming. Do you have anything like that uh, at your college right now? Yes, we do. Actually, women's wrestling had their inaugural season, their Hmm. first competitive season last year, and we were fortunate enough to uh, field a women's wrestling team that finished second in the state. But uh, unfortunately, the state association didn't recognize that sport in the Dactronics Cup because of its numbers of competing colleges. So when you have a a limited number of competing colleges, you, as an emerging sport, have to grow yourself into where they qualify you into the scoring system. And we had women's wrestling last year, very strong and competitive team, and uh, we were very successful with who they competed against. But unfortunately, their their, uh, score in the uh, championship tournament didn't go towards our overall points. And how long does it take to go from an emerging sport to an actual one? Is it like a yearly thing that kind of assess? Like you said, it depends on how many competing colleges there are. But is there like a, I don't say it's like a, a waiting period at all when these come up uh, before they actually get acknowledged? No, I think what we're really looking for is viable 
colleges that are supporting the program. So, for example, um, you know, we have Southern California with men's volleyball, and we have a number of men's volleyball programs, but only competing down here in Southern California. They have enough in their respective uh, sport to offer and recognize their their championships and their their points towards Dactronics Cup. Uh, women's wrestling is each year seeing more schools contribute to offering or sponsoring the sport. And so it really does just depend on how many programs are being offered. And I think we try and look for at least 10 to 12 uh, competitive programs to consider it a, a viable point scoring opportunity. See, Jess, I'm going to be 0 for 2 on pickleball here. I, I, <laughs> I, th- I thought pickleball was an emerging sport, but no one brings it up. And then it sounds like it's only that way because of my age and up is what people like pickleball as or... There's a lot of pickleball support out there, okay. so uh, I would say um, it, it's it's maybe it's maybe knocking on a future door for okay. sanctioning in California as a sport. But uh, you know, we've had a number of things come our way. I mean, uh, lacrosse is certainly hmm. uh, being talked about. It's in the high school level, very similar to how it was with women's wrestling. Girls wrestling was a very strong high school sport in California. And uh, it started to gather some momentum, and a lot of those young women wanted to continue to compete, and there was a lot of programs that said, hey, I think we can field a team. What does the state feel about a women's wrestling opportunity? Okay. Um, you now hear about our California programs offering flag football for, for young women. So who knows if that might be there kind of navigating its way along with pickleball at some point. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so we are talking with Shane Larson then, um, the athletic director at Iowa Western, and he was saying, too, he goes, well, i got to try and get tennis first before I can worry about pickleball, I think is what he had said. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm curious, is there anything that makes it um, an emerging sport other than just uh, a couple colleges have this sport or does it have to be um, against, I don't know, against maybe in so many different colleges before they consider it an emerging sport or is that just kind of semantics? It's more like, hey, we, we're starting to see this so we, we label it an emerging sport. Yeah, kind of along the lines of what you're describing. In in our constitution, um, which is our rule book per se, mm-hmm. is there's language that talks about emerging sports and, and some latitudes that they give towards emerging sports to to allow them to, to grow and blossom into a viable sport. Okay. Um, you know, eligibility scenarios and use of season scenarios. So there are some things that is defined a little bit more specifically in the Constitution that describes emerging. Okay. And then maybe kind of move on a little bit back to your campus then. Is there, you know, is there anything else about your program that we should know about? I think I heard rumors of a Dectronics video display somewhere on campus, but is there anything else that you'd like to talk about about your program? Uh, it's not a rumor. We've got a fantastic Dectronics board <laughs> that is actually out there in our stadium. Um, very, very proud of that. Uh, we, we actually renovated our Hilmer Lodge Stadium and had an amazing uh, scoreboard uh, placed inside it, and uh, very, very proud of that. It's a 40 by 90 foot uh, board oh, wow. at the one end, and uh, you know, very, very excited and proud. And and we've been using it for all of our events, and and couldn't be happier with the product that we have. Yeah, did you say that was installed a, a couple years ago? When when did exactly was that installed? Well, we opened our doors to the facility in January of 2020, mm-hmm. um, but of course, it took a few years to actually build the the facility itself to mm-hmm. to renovate the facility. So uh, January of 2020 is when we opened the doors, and our student athletes were out there competing in the uh, in the new Humor Lodge uh, facility. 
Awesome. And then I know we always like to ask athletic directors and stuff too when they have these displays is what goes on behind the scenes. Who is currently involved in the operation of that board or is there any plan for students to be involved in the future? Yeah, so we have our athletics game management staff beginning with our sports information office. We have folks in there who oversee our our facilities and our game management side. Uh, staffing it with the correct people who are qualified to operate, whether it's the controller, whether it's the graphical piece, especially with our Dactronics board. We've got these individual um, bio videos for each of our student athletes that uh, when they make a great play, boom, we throw up their you know individual graphic that displays who they are without their helmet on or without their uniform on. And, uh, and it really is a nice feature to showcase uh, who our Mount Sac student athletes are. So our staff uh, primarily right now is operating each of those components of, of the board. And then what we'd like to do and what we've heard is a possible opportunity is tapping into some high schools that may be interested in getting some experience with their students on state-of-the-art programs or or even scoreboards like we have here at Mount Sac. Yeah, it's awesome to hear that you've got that there on campus. It sounds like a huge display, too. And and I just have to throw this out there. We've learned that you win the Dactronics Cup by the points that your teams earn. The the size of your video display doesn't factor into that. So just just to make sure everybody knows, it's it's not because they have a Dactronics display, okay? (laughs) But it's more what their student-athletes are doing, right? It doesn't hurt with the recruiting, though, does it? No, not at all. In fact, when we have... Recruits come rolling in. We try and throw a graphic up there with their face or their school, and and they get really excited about that. Who wouldn't want to see their you know face on a forty foot by ninety foot scoreboard? <laughs> right, that's got to be awesome. And um, you know, even talking about that, we've talked about uh, you know the different um, sports that go into it and, and how you guys have have won this recent. Uh, 10 years running, I believe you just said. Um, what do you think your chances are for this year's Cup? Do you have a, a strong uh, returning group of student-athletes? I know you talked about your coaches and, and doing really well there. Well, you're always hopeful, and you're always <laughs> excited about the new year. Uh, we just concluded our uh, fall and spring code of conduct with our student-athletes, and you can just see the energy in their faces. Our seasons are already rolling out with the fall sports. Um, we are very hopeful certainly that they will be successful, but primarily we want them to be competitive. We want them to go out there and, and be as competitive as they possibly can, not only in their respective sport, but also in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to see quality student athletes um, and, and that level of competition is going to you know, lend itself to you know, further uh, career and uh, life changing skills that will help them um, and so our focus is, again, let's be competitive. Let's go out there and, and work hard and train hard, uh, study where you need to study, uh, put in that little bit of extra effort, and, uh, and then we'll see what happens. You know, a lot of times you go up against a team that's better or a team that may have scored more points. And in the long run, did you give everything you could to compete? And if that's an answer that's yes, then you can hold your head up and be proud of who you are. There you go. No, yeah. I love that. That's a great answer. And I think I got a question. I don't know if I, if I feel stupid for asking this question. I know Justin will call me out if mm-hmm. I do, but um, is it? It's an actual cup that you get for a trophy when you win the Dectronics or when you win the Dectronics Cup. It's it's more than a cup. It's actually <laughs> this amazing trophy. Okay, uh, weighs about. It feels like about a hundred pounds. It is a solid, <laughs> beautifully displayed uh, Dectronics trophy that uh, we have. 
on display in our facility. Uh, and uh, we're, we're very proud. And, and certainly when people walk by and they see this, their first thought is like, wow, what is that? What could yeah. that possibly be? And so we describe how you earn it and how many years we've earned it. And certainly the visual of seeing this beautiful uh, trophy on display, uh, it, it speaks for itself. And I want to ask if it goes along the lines of like the Stanley Cup, if you end up drinking out of it oh, at geez. some point. But is there, um, or or was it you have to have someone around to handle it to show other people? But um, you've won this like twelve times. Do you have all these like in some huge case, just stacked like one after another? We actually do. Okay. We have a <laughs> facility called our Heritage Hall that okay. we we opened its doors up. Uh, a couple years ago, and the the Heritage Hall not only has our museum that talks about the different historical aspects of our athletics and our athletic special events, um, but it also highlights the awards like the Dactronics Cup that we've earned as an ac- athletics program. So um, we do have a location, and they are, are all on display, and we're very proud of that display. And uh, certainly uh, looking forward to adding to it if we can okay, in the sure. future. I was like, maybe if you grab a picture of that, we put that in the show notes here of the episode, too. I was kind of curious how all those would look right next to each other. Right. And, uh, Joe, I, that, it sounds like you have a lot to be a proud of there. All the, all those, all the cups lined up, right? But also that you've, you've got a, a good, good crop of student-athletes participating and, and being able to uh, bring in those trophies year after year. So uh, we, we continue to, to wish you the best of luck, and thank you for coming on here today and sharing all about Mount Sac and the Natica Cup. Well, thank you both. I appreciate the time, and uh, always appreciative of Dactronics and what they do for us and, and have nothing but great things to say about the staff and the response and, and even the product. So um, very, very excited about the partnership, not only with Natica, but also um, with our institution. And so thank you guys. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dactronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 